The Eastern Kicks podcast is brought to you in association with Guelo Beer. Use discount code EK10 at guelobeer.co.uk or guelobeer.com and get 10% off your order every time. Hello and welcome to the Eastern Kicks podcast regular magazine program about East Asian film led by me, Andrew Heskins, founder and grandmaster of EastonKicks.com, and James Mudge, our leading writer. Hey Each episode we'll be taking a look at the latest films, news and festivals, often chatting to filmmakers and stars along the way. Welcome to our latest show. This time our hearts have been turned black, as black as squid ink, <laughs> as we look at a certain streaming series that has taken the world by storm and put it in context with some other similar films and programmes you might want to try. James also has a few other picks from across the streaming networks to check mm-hmm. out. Yeah. But firstly, let's get on to that important question. <laughs> what are you drinking this episode, James? Oh, I'm very happy to say we're, we're back on the old uh, Guelo beer again, very generously provided. Got a, a nice Isn't little... It? It's great. It yeah. is. Nice little selection yeah. of some pale ales, IPAs, whatnot, everything. Yeah, you've got the East and West pale ale. East West, yeah, I've got yeah, one. The, the tropical lager. <laughs> Session IPA, which is a, is a good one. Yeah, all, um, all yeah. very decent percentages too. Yes. <laughs> it's that man's beer. So yeah, it's that's... Man. <laughs> we'll be, I think we'll both be, both be swigging down a few of these during the episode. We will indeed. <laughs> Mine's already open. <laughs> I couldn't wait, sorry. the main attraction mm. yes we are indeed talking about that certain program that has taken the world by storm um undeniably you know to yeah, see a, 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 and we'll come on to this in a bit more detail but to see mm. a korean tv well i think uh, streaming program just mm. everywhere on the bbc news yeah, daily mail um Daily Mail, even you know, it's, it's, it's you know, you know, I mean, we, we, we expect it to be on the Guardian, you know, but even yeah. then, it, it's 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 turned into there. It's turned into when they did the Wire, and then they did the Wire again, and mm-hmm. then every news story would be about the Wire. Now we've got the Squid Game. <laughs> no, absolutely, and it's very it, it's it's interesting because it's been out for a little bit, and, and it's still the sort of sustained and growing interest in it uh, in the media here. So we'll see how long that lasts. But yeah, it's it's. It's everywhere. Within 10 days, it was number one in pretty much every territory, mm-hmm. with very few exceptions yeah, yeah. on the Netflix. Um, I, I saw some figures today saying it's up to 
111 million, probably even more than that now, of, of, of viewers have seen That's it across, yeah. across the world. Um, you know, and those are the, the legitimate viewers. Um, you know, so, <laughs> exactly. I mean, for the, for, the, for, the, for our two viewers who haven't oh. seen the Squid Game yet. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> uh, what can we say about the plot line? Oh, I'll, after you. You, you. You're a bigger fan than I, so I'll let you summarise well, the plot. It, very briefly, it's about uh, some various people from various walks of life, um, various ages, who are really down on their luck. Mm. Um, they need they need money bad, and they get invited to this this place to 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 make some money. And there is sort of forty six billion warm to be to be had. Um, mm. What they realize don't realize quite at the beginning is that in order to win that you have to beat everybody else, and that means that those other people die. <laughs> it's a death game. <laughs> it is a death game, um, and that's. I think mean, you know, that, that's pretty much the plot that's line, the, isn't it? So yeah, you it kind of it's, it's nine episodes, uh, varying mm-hmm. lengths from about forty minutes uh, from from just over thirty minutes to about fifty minutes. So mm. it's quite a nice size if you want to stream it all. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and and just kind of do it in a couple of lots, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually probably equivalent to about three and a half Korean movies, maybe. Oh, it depends. Maybe, less. maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the director, but. But yeah, it's a lot more consumable um, than a lot of other K dramas, which stretch to you know very long series, uh, you know like twenty something episodes and everything. So I, I think it is you know we'll we'll talk a bit more about the pacing and the narrative and stuff. But just in terms of the length and number of episodes, it, it's not like a daunting prospect for you know for the average viewer. And and I have you know it's one of those times where a lot of people I know who. To be honest, we wouldn't watch any of that fancy foreign rubbish. Like <laughs> <laughs> they're watching, whether they're watching it dubbed or not, I can't say. But you know, I think lots of people are watching this who wouldn't normally watch something, you know, foreign language or yeah, anything. Yeah. So I mean, anything. it is interesting that they have got their the English dub on there, which yeah, um, yeah, uh, it doesn't happen to every Netflix foreign series but you know, obviously there's been yeah. a bit of investment to push it you know so that the, mm. those that have the trouble with that one inch barrier can can leap over <laughs> it un, un, unrestricted that's true that's true so it's and yeah and that's one of the many reasons that i guess where it has you know, why it has taken the world as you say um you know by storm uh, and everything and it's you know it, you know we, we'll talk about how it's made and everything but it, you know it's pretty interesting director you know for fans mm. of korean cinema at the who's behind it writer director rather than huang mm. dong kyok who this is what it's one of the it's, one, it's a little bugbear i guess reading about it in the media and stuff because you know he's had a, a pretty long and very interesting career you know he did a lot of award-winning yeah. shorts and not he, not exactly prolific but no, like many, some many, of the films many he's korean done. directors aren't for, for whatever well, yeah. reason but he's but but you yeah. read some real kind of standout stuff so yeah i mean mm. let's 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 start with that you know going for that because yeah. they're all very different genres mm. and very different yeah um very very different topics as well but you know the the, the real initial breakout for him was silence yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. aka the crucible um, the crucible yeah very which hard-hitting you know film yeah. about ch- institutionalized child abuse in in korea like school for the schools for the deaf i believe and it's very it's a very, very powerful, um, powerful film. And you don't see too many films in Korea which 
take these kind of subjects head on and stuff. So yeah, yeah it was a pretty. Bold, I mean, true stories are quite move. common, but saying this not this kind, yeah, not not this kind of thing. Because you get, you know, you get, we get a lot of stuff which has social criticism or shines a light on your margins of society. But and even even then, that is, was more after yeah. this as well. I mean, I, I yes, I, that's I think true. It was also well. really yeah. kind of kicked off a lot of 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 that side of things because it was it was successful, mm-hmm. but also. Um, from what I've read, you know, really did get people talking about it, and even kind of maybe not super directly, but actually did change some of the, the they did yeah, ended yeah. Up some, changing some of the laws because it was such a conversational piece in, within Korean society um, that something like this happened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that was you know a very sort of bold uh, film, and then Miss Granny coming up, which is. Yeah. Um, you know, been strangely, it's been hugely influential, remade in so many other territories. So many hugely popular, even hugely popular, particularly in in Asia. But yeah. you know that that there was kind of often mooted going to be a Hollywood version of it as well, which still <laughs> yes. doesn't seem to have turned up. But you know, it, it is creation of a, a franchise. It, it was again, it was actually really quite successful at the box office. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and but completely. I mean, he, he could not have done anything in it more different, really. <laughs> That's true. And then changed gears completely again for the fortress. You yeah. know, sort of Korean historical, um, not drama, you know, drama action war type film. Everything with the all star cast, which again was a pretty good example of the forum, uh, which yeah. is you know so 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 many of these films and stuff. And that was one of the better. The better examples, I think, again successful, again played a lot of festivals around the world. So, um, so he's had, you know, he's had a lot of success. And I think this is one of the cycling back to a couple of minutes ago. So it's kind of a bugbear. One of the headlines about Squid Game, you know, I keep reading and stuff is how you know he was trying to get it made since two thousand and eight, yeah, and he sold a laptop once, you know, for like six hundred dollars or something to help. I don't know what he was using it to buy, but he was you know, selling a laptop. But if you don't know anything about Korean cinema and you just see some of these, it, you know, if you read a BBC article about Squid Game, it'll just throw that in, saying you know he faced failure for like you know twelve years, but not really. He was making all these other films at the same time, mm. so which is which is completely fine. But it's not. I think there, it, it's part of the story. I, I guess which I mean, is, I mean, it, it kind know. of speaks volumes about you know yes that that this has been picked up by the media. Mm-mm-mm. You know, but they're outside of people like us who, uh, yeah, <laughs> actually know something about the topic. Exactly, exactly, and, and yeah. And to be fair, there's not in a BBC article or you know, uh, you know, just a general social media post. There's not much, there's not much value for the average person in, in getting into all these other films and all the other work and all the other stuff he's done. But it's just slightly disingenuous making it sound like he was starving and he had he so much he had to sell his laptop. If he sold his laptop, how did he write the script or do anything? <laughs> You know, it doesn't even doesn't even make fucking sense. But maybe he, I don't know. Maybe it was an old laptop. Maybe it was one he stole off somebody and had to sell. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. But but either way, it's you know, it's still interesting. I guess that it was in development for, you know, for that long, uh, and everything, or at least in his mind, you know, for that yeah. long and getting. Because like, sure, you know, he said it was rejected due to the content and it being quite violent and everything, and they just didn't think it was a story people wanted to hear. And uh, I guess now. You know, with Netflix and everything on the scene, Netflix and Netflix investing very heavily in Korean content, actually creating original content um, mm. rather than just buying it. It was just a great, a great time for it. I mean, he's obviously a director who's got a lot of commercial appeal. You know, he studied yeah. in the U.S. for one of his film degrees, and his other films have been internationally successful. So, you know, following on from things like Kingdom and everything else being a hit, it, it, it was a pretty, 
you know, it's a pretty good time for for a Squid Game, I guess. You know, with more, and more obviously with the COVID and everything, more and more people staying at home and watching stuff. Netflix being hungrier. I mean, everything kind of comes together, and there's still like a great craziness for the whole K wave of everything, whether it's the the K pop and um, the sissy boys, the sissy men, as <laughs> Xi Jinping would call them, K drama. But you know, everything in the Korea is, you know, it's still uh, as Zoolander would say, still hot, so hot right now, and everything. Mm. You're know, right, getting Korean. Korean words added to the dictionary and everything, and it's it's just a kind of a perfect time for something that's good game. I guess it is, it is, and I mean, as much as we can kind of we love Korean cinema, you know, particularly, I mean, you could argue that that's kind of the least influential part of it. I mean, it was great, mm-hmm. you know, the Parasite won the Oscar, you know, but that's yeah. that's it. In some ways, it's more a reflection of how on the present things like. Particularly K-pop is, yeah, you know, yeah. It's no longer, um, guess, you know, something that people listen to even in in throughout Asia. It is, mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. chart hits that are, you know, chart hits everywhere in the US and the UK and absolutely, and yeah. Appearing on all the like these American chat shows and late night shows and everything, headlining concerts. So yeah, it, it's everywhere now, and it's it's as you say, it's so far out of that kind of more niche niche type thing you know because korean culture did have kind of a big push you know around about the old boy type time and everything like yeah. that but that was a lot more just film focused so it kind of it's a mm-hmm. wave that built up internationally and kind of went went back down again but this is across yeah. so many different aspects of culture which is you know even though the k-drama and the the, the sissy man and stuff is not my kind of thing and everything it's is it's always interesting to see mainstream culture kind of embracing you know something else like that and it'll be interesting to see how long that continues if we'll get another big hit like squid game if we'll get another train you know train to busan type hit i mean peninsula mm. train to busan peninsula obviously wasn't <laughs> that wasn't that massive hit but you know it'd be interesting to see where all this how long this lasts where it goes but yeah it might yeah. just be like the 80s with the sort of brief fascination everyone had with australia following crocodile dundee <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. But but it's yeah. It's Korea is very much on trend uh, and everything. Mm. And I think one thing I said to you before, like I think for me, even just looking at the visuals of Squid Game the story and everything, so much of it kind of ticks these boxes which, which Japan used to have. You know, the yeah. sort of colorful, slightly seen as being slightly wacky or unpredictable, exotic. Uh, you know, not necessarily. Mm decipherable to western viewers but you know something they can still be entertained by and embrace and i think squid game does sort of amp that up especially in the the colors and the set design and everything like that yeah. I, I mean i i think it, it must work on different levels for korean audiences and western audiences not least for the subtitles which we'll we'll get to but even just in like the use of all these korean childhood games and stuff which come with yeah. a must have such a you know different level like nostalgia and everything yeah. and the foods and the playground and everything whereas you know. and, and and some of them that we know um you know like the first game which is I mean, oh, the I know red the statues uh, red light green light which is yeah. the american name for it anywhere because it's actually it's a, okay. a korean right uh, okay. okay different has a has a different name for it but yeah. it, i mean that's the thing everybody all over the world plays that game mm. and it, I, I think it's just like that sort of kooky craziness and everything which Japan mm. had and you know still has to a degree but not so not so much Korea seems to have kind of taken that over as being the sort of cool Asian the cool Asian country and, and stuff like that and especially because this is you know one of the, these series like Kingdom as well which is very easy to digest as we've said yeah. so there's not really a massive excuse and in this day and age if something is on Netflix or whatever then 
you can just access it. Everyone has Netflix now. After all, COVID and stuff like that, you know, everyone's been watching more and more stuff at home inside. So it's, you know, and, I, and I, there is some the irony to the whole, um, you know, the, the fact that it, you know, like you say, it's picking up on the sort of the jacket Japanese quirkiness, mm-hmm. and, and we'll come on to that later. But yeah. also, it does uh, flood into the, the the kind of production values of this. Mm, you know, yeah. I think yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before, and it is kind of. You know, you said you know it's it's the Netflix effect, but yeah, the, the, these sets are created. You've got the very Escher esque yeah staircase with all the very bright childhood yes. colours. You've got mm. you know the the big doll that's playing the red light, green light. You've got all this stuff that's very that ha- has been really really well considered and yeah. and and built. You know, this whole world has kind of been built out. You know, and we've got these masks that we'll, we're, again we'll, we'll we'll end up coming back to, but mm. um, you know, but with the 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 PlayStation symbols. Um, <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> you know, it's. It, but it, it is. A, it is a world. You know, that, that maybe doesn't make complete sense, but it has been really fully visualized. You yeah, know? it has. It has. Yeah, and it, and it has. And it has a very sort of commercially designed in a, in a good way, sort of visual landscape to it and everything. Yeah, like that. There, distinctive. There's yeah. nothing. You know, we we have like you know, there's a lot of Korean cultural elements to it, obviously, but. Visually and everything, there's nothing which is, you know, you can say it's like, you know, kind of wacky for people and everything, but there's nothing in there which is going to be completely alien to them. I mean, the whole death mm. game concept, you know, is what we'll get into is being covered by so many different cultures. But, um, and at, at the same time, though, maybe some of the things which I didn't like about it so much, and you know, I'm going to say straight away the crying, um, which just <laughs> bugged the piss out of me completely. Um, just, so many episodes just have 10 minutes at the end of it of people crying you know and it's a death game it was a death game from episode one but the main guy and we're not going to go into too, too, too much spoilers I mean if you you know most people have seen it anyway but you know the main character every every episode he's just crying begging the guards saying like please sir don't kill this guy or please sir just let them live or please sir we have an injured person here please come and help them and you know he just you know, after one or two episodes, it's, just, it's incredibly tedious to me that this guy is still so incredibly thick that he just <laughs> seems to think that every, you know, every time he can just cry and he'll just cry and he'll just cry again. And maybe one of these guards with their PlayStation mask will just stop everything and go, you know, you're, you're right, mate, you're right. It's a death game. We'll you're right, we would we'll, do we're, we're, You're right, but, you know, yeah. we'll come in. You're, you're right, we'll come in and save this person. Why not, why not? Or you're right, I'm going to apply a bandage to this person's neck because... It makes That's so much sense to save them, you know. And he just—he's such an idiot. And so many of the characters, as a result, get these really long death speeches. Um, well, other people just, other people just die off in it. And and you know that maybe that and maybe that is just the, you know, as we know, we get that in a lot of Korean films. So it is something different, which is fair enough. But I, I I'm kind of interested. I guess that's not something which seems to bother most of the people you know, watching this, the sort of general mm. audience people watching this. People I know, like, say, who wouldn't ever watch a Korean film or don't do anything like that. I, I, I don't hear anyone, like, criticising the show for that. Um, and, it, and it does, you know, you know, with my distaste for it, I, I was just, you know, put to one side, like, it does happen pretty much every episode, to be fair, all the way through to the last episode. You know, you know it's, it's just crying, 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 crying. <laughs> As you can tell, it, it does annoy me.
yeah that, that's that was a problem i had with it and the uh, and the pacing as well yeah it's very i think the pacing is completely off for a lot of it, um, I mean, a lot of time we we're in, partly because we're in this sort of Netflix binge watching world now and everything. So the, the, this idea of having a a sudden cliffhanger to make you stay on to watch something next week isn't really so relevant anymore. But the way this thing handles cliffhangers is just is incredibly clumsy and artificial to me. And it's not mm-hmm. it's not a spoiler, but even if you think of the tug of war episode, it just stops in the middle of the tug of war, and then the next episode has two minutes from the end of the tug of war, and then it moves on to something else, and it keeps doing yeah. that and. It just doesn't. They're not even like natural cuts in the middle yeah, of it. And yeah. It it just doesn't. I don't know. That level of it just doesn't make any doesn't make any sense. I, to I me. do agree with you. I mean, it is just a a flowing narrative rather than it, yeah. you know having more of a finesse about its pacing. Whereas I think we yeah. have got used to all sorts of series. You know, like the aforementioned Wire or yeah. you know, Game of Thrones or yeah, haunting um, of. Hill House. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Then, you know, these are where like, you might yeah, get an episode that is effectively standalone. Yeah. Um, you know, but it actually interweaves with the narrative from, from the entire series. Exactly. You know, that sort of thing. This this doesn't have that kind of finesse. It is a very no. linear no. narrative yeah. going all the way through. Um Absolutely. And those and those other things which shows which you mentioned, yeah, we're kind of used to um what you would call I, I guess just like a narrative cliffhanger. Um Mm. Which is part, as you say, like interwoven into the rest of the story. So you know, you know, you build a story within the episode to an end within that episode, but at the same time, then you sow the seeds for the next episode and yeah. build the bigger picture. But this doesn't do that. It's an A to B to C to D to E, but it kind of stops at A A and three quarters, and then it, <laughs> you know, kind of overlaps into the next one. And it's it just I don't know. It just made some parts of it feel pretty pointless to me. Yeah, you know, if you could have short, you could have just put the whole thing back to like six episodes um, and, and got rid of that side of it, to be honest, especially with the you know one episode being half an hour pointlessly. But yeah. You know. and, and also, I mean, uh, that some of the big reveals, some of the way the plot line goes, it is yeah. pretty, it is quite obvious. And, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. it, it, and in particular, the way that they pull off one of the reveals yeah. is, um, not by the actual story, which you will already have guessed, but yeah. by who's playing exactly that exactly. story. Yeah. Whoa, that's the shock yeah. value. And if you're not a yeah. follower of Korea, uh, uh, I mean, uh, of of Korean film, um, well, he might be. He is easily one of the biggest stars, but yeah. you might not know who he is. And so, a lot of Westerners is the game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, and no, no, what and everything, but. And uh, uh, with you know, being cynical about it, I mean, it's what Kingdom kind of did at the end of season. Two with old Jenna John just mm. appearing as Ashen, but it so it seems to be something which gets, which does happen in series, but in this case, you know, there's a few sort of celebrity-ish cameos in there, and it's because there are people who'd worked with the director before. Yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. just maybe that was actually not maybe probably that's what got it over the line in terms of getting yeah. it made, which is kind of fair enough. But they stick out quite a lot, and so you you suddenly have some of the you know a few like the biggest actors in Korean film and tv turning up very briefly and at the same time then you have another, another thing which annoys me is you know it's not supposed to say there's some western actors in it and they're absolutely awful i mean they're they're like liam neeson operation chromite awful and it's <laughs> you know it's just uh, you, you spend this much money on it you have you know netflix and international platform involved you have a huge level of korean acting talent involved and you just drag some dudes off the street or some, some, I don't know, some extras. I mean, you don't need to hire 
you know, Matt Damon or, or someone like that. But, you know, you should get somebody who's, who's It is who's weird that it's, we're still kind of harking back to the sort of yeah. old school Hong Kong. Exactly. <laughs> where they would literally have dragged them in off the street. We need exactly. what, we need a... We need a Guaylo to be on this, so can you, <laughs> do you mind coming in and, uh, yeah, right, yeah, what's my line? Don't worry about it, we're going to dub you anyway, man. And you only have to say one thing, damn you Chinese pigs, and then you're going to get thrown through a window and everyone will cheer, you know, it's, which is fine. But yeah, we, you're absolutely right. It's not progressed beyond that level, and it's that and, and that is, is weird. distracting. That, that, is, that is, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't mind that as much because they're yeah. all, all the, those characters are, utterly repugnant so i think getting people who are not very good actors and make you angry furious just for that reason um it's it's quite good it does, way, it does it's, kind of it's work an interesting me. way of looking at it man so if you're playing somebody who's you know not unpleasant and nasty it's okay to have a really crappy act that's what i'm saying fair enough fair enough if that, that's a hill you're choosing to die on that's all right man but no it's, it's very just i found that really really distracting actually um and by the time it built towards the end of Squid Game, I have to admit, I was just glad for it to finish, uh, you know, which is really harsh because I, you know, there was no chance I wouldn't make it all the way through because it is, you know, it's very, it is still like very watchable and it's not bad. Mm. I, it's not, a, I'm not at all saying it's bad. It's, you know, similar to my take on Parasite. Like it, I, I it's not that I dislike it and everything. And, and again, with this, like I, I caught it fairly early on, but you know, there's still been enough hype about how good it was before I saw yeah. it. So you know, if I had seen it completely cold, I don't know. But these, but it, you know, I mean, it's these things which really annoyed we, me. About we that. we always, you know, we always do risk being the hipster who <laughs> exactly. I know, man, the grumpy, hip, grumpy the hipster bastards who are yeah. sitting here, we're only drinking, we're only drinking Asian beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and we're we're complaining. Oh, this! Oh, I I would have liked it if it was cool. You know, ten years ago. Mm. I know what you mean, but yeah. And so I'll say, I do like it, but you know, it's it's a, it's a podcast. It's our podcast, and I'm going to rant a bit about it. But that's, <laughs> that's okay. But I we probably, should we should mention as well, yeah. actually, just kind of tie in that there is a there is an actual direct uh, parasite connection because the music is by the same guy, Jung Jae Il. Okay. So um, um, and I, I actually, you know, he's got some quirky numbers in there. You know, just kind of slightly <laughs> off-putting, kind of slightly childlike. Thing. So, I mean, that's quite interesting, and you know, I do think that this does pick up on a bit of the sort of the the, the lower working class kind of parasite thing as well. Whether oh. deliberately or not, I'm not yeah. sure. But you know, you've got you've got a, you've got that kind of seeping in here. You but, do, you, you do, know, a bit. you do a bit, but uh, not. I, no, you know, I mean, not to the. I didn't think that worked in parasite that well either. <laughs> but I think actually, I mean, that kind of brings us on to another slightly interesting part of it, I guess. That one of the thing, another big story which has been going around about it, and something which I I didn't really find annoyed me was this this uh, subtitle issue, which yeah. has been getting so much spring about you know the English subtitles being so, you know, getting so many um, instant grammars and TikTokers and general sort of nerds and that like really up in arms about it and yeah. stuff, and I think. You know, some of the stuff which is, it's confusing anyway, because it seems to be uh, some confusion as well, whether or not it's the, the, the subtitles in question are the English subtitles, or if they're the subtitles which are the English subtitles for the English dub version. Mm. So I'm not sure if that's the case, but, you know, pe you know people have exhaustively gone through them, uh, which, you know, that must have been fun, well done for you. Uh, going through and finding all these lines like people saying like you know I, I think it's kind of like the, the sort of crazy older woman character seems to have a lot yeah. of changes like saying go away she says to someone instead of get out of my face 
or you know she says something like i'm not a i'm not a genius but you know even i even i figured it out and it, instead it says like i'm really really smart i just never got to go to university or something so there there's definitely more nuance to it and everything like that yeah. and i guess it does deepen the social commentary but i just don't think it changes the plot at all and i don't think most western this is a mass consumption it, series on netflix yeah. i don't think most people especially western people watching it are going to care or be aware of this. They just want to see the next person die in a wacky, colorful game. So I don't mm. think it really, I don't think it really matters too much. And, and I think it really, you know, having worked on some subtitling myself, there's a huge difference between translation and subtitling, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, is that the, 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 there's a certain amount of characters that you can have on screen and expect someone to be able to read. Yeah, yeah. There might be nuances that are very, very cultural. And then, mm. you know, you have to make a decision on how to how you're going to translate that. And I actually, one thing that is quite interesting when people have talked about that is mm. definitely on the subtitles, there are a few terms and things that are actually very Korean and they've yeah. left them in there and they haven't changed them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, it always is going to be a compromise because you've got that fixed character length, yeah. that, that fixed amount of text that you can expect somebody to read while it's on screen, you know, or you're going to have a very big subtitle. And then that's going to be, <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be a one inch barrier. It's going to be <laughs> four or five inch, five inch, which people, would know, com- people would complain about probably even more, which I, yeah, I, I yeah. would complain about. Even so more. It is always a compromise. And, 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 and we know that, that there is no perfect answer to that. That, and there is no way to kind of, there is no way to please everyone, but no, no, you I, get to the best you I can agree. from, from that, that, that combination of, Completely, completely agree with you, and it's not as, and it's certainly not as bad or changing as stuff like as we've seen, you know, some Hong Kong stuff where they've gone for localization. So they've taken localization to mean, okay, they're speaking in a bit of slang in Hong Kong, so we're doing this. I don't know, probably for an American audience. So we'll have yeah. a, a lawyer saying, "Yo, yo, yo, what's up, dog?" And like, uh, nah, that's probably you know, that's <laughs> it's slightly offensive, and it's also just no. So it's not that kind of level bad and stuff. But again, you know, like the the thing of him selling his laptop or whatever it's it's just you get the headline soundbite so some people then start thinking oh i you know i, I haven't seen the same story or i've seen a completely different show or anything and I, it's not that it's definitely not that extreme and i really no i no. don't i don't think this is relevant for most people watching it, and it I, you know you can't subtitle the crying anyway they're just crying <laughs> you know it's all <laughs> so made no difference to me man i mean which makes it even i mean better than actually the the I think some of the lines that come across are actually really solid in there. Some yeah. of the scripting is really solid. And and the thing that takes it over the line is, you know, apart from the, the Western actors, you know, the, the acting is really, really solid. That's true. Really That's good. true. You know, Absolutely. For a, TV, yeah. for a streaming series, I keep wanting to say TV. You can't really say that. No, nah, we're, we're too old to not, we're too old to start we're saying streaming. We're too old to know the difference. It's you TV. Know, but it's, it's, we watch it, it on a TV. It's a series. Um, um, but, you know, it is really good. I mean, you've got, even from uh, the, the lead star, Lee Jing Jae, Mm. Who I mean is an incredibly annoying character who just makes you furious because he's always doing the most <laughs> stupid things. But I think what's uh, great about that is it's a very unusual role for him. You know, yeah, he's a man. He, yeah. He's a guy who you know he's, he uh, you know turned to acting in the in the late nineties and mm. you know really had his breakthrough in a, in the film An Affair, which you know he's yes, great that's in. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Ilmer as well. Didn't like you it, know, but yeah, yeah. You know, um, but the other was the, the remake with Keanu. Yeah, Keanu and Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I'm just Bullock, guessing. Yeah. I'm actually just guessing at Sandra Bullock because it was that era, the Sandra Bullock era. <laughs> oh, no, no, I think that's absolutely 100% right. You know, and, and 
and appeared in the the remake of The Housemaid. He, yes, yeah. You know, which he was very good in. But also always playing a very upper class kind mm. of very polished role. So he does actually that that he he quite convincingly plays this real loser. Plus, actually, despite it all, makes you reasonably sympathetic to him, even though he really just doesn't seem to get the rules of the game. Um, you know, it's a feat in itself. <laughs> it's, a, it's a death it game. Couldn't be more simple. The rules, you, oh, and it didn't make me sympathetic towards me. I just wanted to, I don't know, throw him off a bridge or do something to him. But you, yeah, but you're right. The act, the acting across the board is good, and. and uh, it's obviously the actress who's been making more of the headlines as well and everything for her. Which I think is right. I mean, it, she's, yeah. I mean, like, like Lee Jung Jae, yeah. you know, was a model. Uh, yeah, you've got Jung Ho Ji on, yeah. who, um, this is her first acting role. She was, she is a model, mm. um, I think, very successful model um, in South Korea. Um, and she really makes a good job of that. She's good. Absolutely. She's, she, I mean, she, this she is, is going to be massive for her. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got lots of you know, so many other names that are that are in in there. You know, we'll 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 leave the cameos out. Although <laughs> yeah. many people will have already yeah. know who those are. They will. They're, all, um, they're everywhere online without any spoilers. Which you know, but um, yeah. I mean, another, another another person to pull out is We Had June, um, yeah. who makes a you know is, is one of the leading <laughs> players in that that in in Midnight, in Midnight the serial killer film that I, you. I don't know. Maybe Netflix and thing. Maybe they'll start. This will start getting more love for Midnight because his his role in Midnight is. You know, and do check out the Eastern Kicks review. But um, he's fantastic. He's a cackling psychopath with a bizarre set of skills, and you know, seems to be able to just run constantly. You know, and <laughs> has like switched disguises at the drop of a hat into like a businessman who's still carrying around a bag of rusty bloody knives. <laughs> he's, he's, oh, I, I do love Midnight very much, and he but he's good in this as well. He's good in this. His, I mean, it's not such is, a it's not such a, a such a great role. It's a bit it's of a not. weird one because it's pointless. It's a, it's it, the the I would say that this plot line, you know, unless something comes out of it, yeah, for you know the what was allegedly unplanned next season <laughs> Honestly, well bound yeah. to be bound to be <laughs> bound to happen now yeah. and um it, it it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere but it does no. provide it's a, it's a, it's a really it's a bit of a cheat really because it doesn't actually go anywhere like yeah. a few parts of the plot line as well mm. you know, like the the um the body parts i think it's the organ yeah the organ i was going to mention that as well yeah, yeah the the organ smuggling was just turns up in so many Korean films and it maybe because he wrote it back in 2008 which when that was all the rage and stuff so he just decided to keep <laughs> it, it in there. there yeah why not That's... but yeah just it provides some sort of narrative and also kind of a bit of a, a red herring really but you know for the police for, for, it does provide some narrative explanation or yeah that we wouldn't get otherwise but mm. You know, without being too much of a spoiler, it doesn't really massively go. No, no, absolutely no. It just, as you say, it just provides you like a bit of exposition about the some parts of the nature of the game and stuff. It's a bit. I mean, it's not offensive, but it's, again, it's just pointless in that respect. But it's. I don't know, but I, I the acting is good, and that's another reason why people like it. Obviously, especially mm. why it's become you know popular around around the world, because a lot of the people who are in it, especially the cameos, are sort of worldwide, worldwide stars. But all this, you know, as well as the subtitles, that there's been other issues. Right, kind of amusingly, we should have popped up like the phone number issue, oh, and, yeah. and everything, or you know, some poor business was getting nonstop calls from it, and. 
So they said Netflix offered him something like 600 pounds or something as compensation. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know how it was resolved in the end, but I think they ended up editing it out. But um, I, it's just a sign of how much people are obsessing and reading into this. And yeah. I think we're, you know, guys, like you said, like we're, we're not those hipsters because I hate hipsters, but I think some other people who've, who've kind of like pushed into like uber fandom, uh, kind of uber fandom on this one as well, where they're, they're sort of really, really like reading into this and getting into it, um, which, you know, it's fair enough, I guess, because it, but it is that kind of show, which is, you know, it's both got like a really big commercial general following, but it's got some sort of mad cult following as well now, where mm. some people are obsessing over even the smallest details of it, you know, and obviously we've had a lot of plagiarism accusations label you know leveled at it rather as well especially you know well Mickey's as as the gods will and stuff and other stuff which which know. does start with the japanese version of the same game of, it does. of, of statues yeah, i mean it, it does. It, you know and uh, i mean for me that one does carry on Mickey's um ongoing goal to to make films where he kills hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of high school students it does seem to yeah. be a bit of a thing for him he's you know zero and uh, yeah, uh, yeah very lesson, you know, the lesson of the evil and everything. Yeah. So no, I I, I agree. It's, again, for all my criticisms of the of the Squid Game, like that didn't bother me at all, man. Because there's so many death game stuff out there and everything. And you know, he he'd said that when he wrote the thing back 2008, he was reading Battle Royale. He was reading the, the, he was the, reading the manga version, of the manga it, version, yeah. everything, yeah, and, so. and lots of anime. And you know, I mean, yeah. there's there's so many of them. Is yeah, I mean, let's let's kind of go into those now. But there's so many of those films that you know have that same, yeah, you know, kind of the same concepts of death games. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, it doesn't. People, you know, in the doesn't doesn't bother me at all. This like that, that aspect so, of it, like the lack of originality, and it, and it is there is nothing new in there at all. It is yeah. everything has been even if you don't watch Korean stuff, you you most people will have seen something which is similar to this before. I it, mean, it's uh, yeah. So you've got you've got those those things like. Um, Gaiju, the the uh, oh the Gaiji, gambler, Gaiji yeah. the the ultimate gambler, mm. which you know was remade as Animal Kingdom with Michael Douglas. Terrible film, but um, yeah. Um, you've got you know to a certain extent you've got Gantz, you've got yeah. you've got things like um, uh, Liars Game, Liars Game, you've got you know got the Insight Mill, aka Death Game, aka Seven Day Seven Day Death Game. <laughs> yeah, you know, by by good old Hideo Nakata. Not um, so good old Hideo Nakata, but yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we criticize him so many times on this podcast. We do. Just, He's done some 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 really terrible stuff. It's deserved. You know, and that one is is more Agatha Christie. But you know, and yeah. in that sense, you can go back to some of the source material. You know, like you know. Yeah, and in, in the West as well, like the most dangerous game course, yeah, by Richard Connell, and um, you know one one that I, uh, you know, kind of remember seeing the Hitch Hitchcock did it as part of his TV series. Yeah, I remember seeing that um, on on Channel Four back in the day, but uh, <laughs> thing called The Man from the South, which isn't sort of lives at stake, but fingers at stake, and yeah, um, uh, yeah, originally on a, off a story from Roald Dahl. Okay. Um, okay. You know, but you've got this. You know, it it is it is, it's there. It's something that we all kind of key into. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I was kind of more. I was actually kind of a bit more. I'm not gonna say annoyed, but what I did notice was the 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 kind of the way that they've got the masks and fine. You know, you've got the PlayStation mm. um, symbols on them, but it, it, it to me it was kind of very 20th century boys yeah the, yeah, the yeah for sure, and that, for sure. You know, and that, yeah. that that was 
in some ways that was kind of more of a thing for me than all these various films that <laughs> that do but, very yeah. very similar ideas. But even even then though, it's you know it's a Netflix commercial series. I mean, it's not some if you're watching it, you're you're not necessarily watching this for complete originality and creativity. You're watching it for something which is kind of you know like a well-made slick bit of entertainment you you can you can watch either over a bunch of nights or like one or two binge nights if you're i don't know drinking mm. a lot with, with some calamari with some calamari, yes <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah that didn't that didn't really bother me too much that plagiarism stuff at all and again it probably just comes back to this you know because it's so huge you know every every part of it's under such scrutiny you know yeah and and again that just comes back to this you know it which is pretty incredible for uh, it is, and yeah. I'm glad, you know, for all my criticisms of it. Same as like *Parasite*, I think it's great. The, the more you know, for us, you know, we focus kind of on Asian cinema, like anything like this uh, or, or TV, which is this kind of massive breakthrough hit. It's got to be hope is good, and hopefully, it'll have some kind of lasting, you know, interest for people in the future, where they'll be more likely to then check out. You know, we're we're going to talk shortly about some of the what to watch next stuff, but mm. but in gen but in general, hopefully, you know. Not, not hopefully it'll make them listen to some some damn K-pop and stuff, but it'll start make, getting people to watch some Kore- good Korean films, other series, which I'm sure there are some good Korean series, and you know, or, or just stuff from the rest of around Asia and everything. It'll just generally, you know, widen people's horizons a bit and everything. Mm. That, that's probably too big a goal, but you know, anytime something like this becomes popular, we we hope for the best. We hope for the best, and then reality sinks in. Which is years later. which is fine for that because then we can sort of retreat back into our um, hipster bunk st- bunker then and just be like hey, 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 we're cool oh yes no one else yes cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think people who drink as much as we do could ever be considered cool or hipster so <laughs> that's true so if you haven't discovered it yet um, in very to varying degrees I think we can agree <laughs> that you should check out Squid it's Game worth, absolutely I it's on Netflix it. I still advise yeah. watching it and everything for all my grumpy my grumpy <laughs> grumbling about it and everything it's still <laughs> definitely worth checking out and it's hard it's just we may as well just give up and not if something's this popular and everyone's talking about it there's no point in pretending you're not going to watch it if you've even got a vegan Cause you, interest because you, you get your, the social yeah, pressure have you watched it have you watched it just watch it so you exactly. can just say just, yes and then leave the conversation exactly or then or even better <laughs> then you can say yes and like me you can complain about it and then you can feel superior <laughs> Slightly, not, not not very superior to be honest, but a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix now. It is. How about a few suggestions on other films that people might, might yeah. want to see in the same kind of genre, yeah, as it were? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, we're, we're not saying these are plagiarisms, but some films which are kind of similar. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, Intacto, the Spanish film from 2001, which from uh, Juan Carlos uh, Fres. Prisoner 
Dillio. Um, apologies if he's listening, I mispronounced, but he's fairly well. Of went course, on he's listening. He must be. Most pretty much all the world is listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he did twenty eight weeks later. Uh, it's probably the, sort yeah. of the one more people listening would have heard of, but it's it does have quite a lot in common um, with Squid Game. Uh, you know, mm. it's kind of a bunch of people who are economically down in their luck, and they there's kind of an underground game which is based just around luck. So, you know, you'll have one that I think is the first gamer. It's the one which is on the poster, which is lots of people with like, you know, like a blindfold on. They have to run as fast as they can through a forest. And lots of them end up getting impaled on branches and everything. And it's it has a bit of a weirder angle whereby it's, there is a kind of a belief. I think Max Monsido's in it. And he, he thinks that he can actually absorb the luck from other people. So we try and find the most lucky one who survives so he can absorb his luck and everything. But it's... They, they, you know, it's it's based around these kind of like slightly weird, random, creative games and scenarios, which obviously you know Squid Game does, and it was remade in Bollywood as Luck, and I think it was remade in another couple of places. So it's that that was a, you know, an extremely popular one, and we've talked we've talked you know we've talked about the manga stuff as the God's Will film, a lot of other stuff from Japan, but from the rest of around Asia, I mean, even in Korea itself, there is um, a million which is a, an earlier Korean one I, I reviewed, which is, uh, it's kind of like a reality murder TV show type thing. And, or another one called The Game, which is a bit more like body swap, but it still involves going through these kind of creative death game type stuff. Mm. Um, we had, oh, Death Bell 1 and 2, is that stretching it? I mean, they were still kind of, they're not games where people <laughs> enter by choice, but they're still yeah. into game. You know, they have to compete in these games in sort of exam style to survive. So it's still a death game. Um, we had Death Tube one and two, which are not very good, but which are actually kind of which are actually pretty similar as well. Um, Red Room, yeah, one and two from Japan. Uh, classics. I, I would say I prefer Red Room to Squid Game. <laughs> yeah, just for anyone who 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 wants to watch Red Room, then you know it's bunch basically a bunch of people playing a card game, king game. Uh, but they it like Squid Game. They choose to be there because they can win like a lot of money. However much the money is depends on the subtitles you're seeing. But again, the subtitles don't really matter too much if they're right or wrong because whoever wins the game basically gets to do what they want to the other people in the room and there's a box in the corner with power tools and <laughs> different stuff. A lot of bodily fluids, but a very good death game type film. And the Thai film, like 13 Beloved, which is I think is quite similar. You know, It's like one person just going through a series of creative death game challenges but which was remade uh in the u.s not successfully but that's another pretty good oh, yeah. one so but yeah bottom line there's loads of these films out there and you know not going to say plagiarism in any of them but the death game concept has been around as you said since fully yeah. you know well before even you know most dangerous game hounds of zardoz and everything but it'll still be around people will still be making death game films in years to come so people who are interested in it plenty of stuff to, to check out and we've not even touched, said some of the more popular stuff like the Battle Royale films not Battle Royale 2 but you know <laughs> the first one at least. you definitely need that Okay, so now we come to a few Eastern Kicks picks. So, James, what have you got for us? Mixed bag. 
mixed bag, I have to say. Like, I was really hoping, you know, it's uh, a time of recording anyway. It's uh, coming up to Halloween. So we'd have expected October to be maybe a bit more stuff coming, but mm. the pickings are a bit slim, I'm sad to say. But uh, Shudder, we've got some good stuff on Shudder yeah. at least. We've got like VHS 94, which is, you know, it's got old Timo from the Mo Brothers who, uh, you know, made the devil take you and everything. And he did co direct Safe Haven with uh, Gareth Evans of the Raid fame for VHS 2, which I think is still the best VHS segment there's been. But. His one is really, really good for VHS 94. I like the film in general because it, it kind of makes VHS a bit wackier. It's a bit more sort of creature focused and strange and everything. But his segment, you know, it's a bit sort of Frankenstein's army type stuff, but it's cyberpunk, very weird creature creations. And, you know, I like found footage. It's incredibly mm. bloody and it's fast moving. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's worth checking out in general, but for, you know, for fans of Timo or the Mo Brothers and stuff, definitely worth checking out his segment of it. But we also have uh, Kyoshi Kurosawa's Pulse Landing, and we also have The Medium, which I believe you have checked out, and I haven't seen at time of speaking. I have indeed. Um, and I mean, it comes with a really good pedigree. So mm. the it, the screenplay and the production is from Nahong Jin, who people will know mm. for The Yellow Sea. Yes. For the Wailing and for the Chaser. Yes. And it's directed by Banjong Pisan Than Khan. Good try. We gave it a try. Um, <laughs> which is, who is known for Shutter, which was Class. definitely the kind of the, the, the breakthrough Thai horror and, and kind good. of yeah. spiralled into, you know, quite a Thai horror scene. And mm. this is a this is a this is a this is a Thai horror horror film and we are on similar ground to the whaling, so we have a. It is a it is mockumentary style, mm. um, and we are following a medium who believes her niece is, um, you know, could be uh, next in line for receiving this uh, spirit that 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 she has, mm. and it seems to be a family tradition. Um, and then it turns out that maybe it's not. That this spirit isn't a good spirit at all. Maybe there's something that worse coming on. <laughs> that, that is a surprise. แต่ถ้าหากวัญญาอย่างมะขามมาเที่ยวมันอีหลีมือเสียจังไหนอ่ะหูมันบอกมันมันกินสภาพอีหมิงตอนนี้นะก็คือยังกระลดที่เสียก
the Blair Witch Project and yeah, Nuroi the Curse, which is yeah, no, no, classic. No, no, no. That's a great, both classic. Both You know, you know, to, to yeah. something that is a, a very well, you know, that is is on the surface a very well produced um, mm. documentary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's one of the problem. That's one of the, the major problem with it is that in the last act, it just goes okay fine let's throw caution to the wind mm. we're just going to go batshit crazy uh, <laughs> goes very paranormal activity and then uh, right. the film crew uh, follow a a ritual to, to kind of uh, to, to uh, exorcism and uh, surprise surprise it all goes really <laughs> horrifically wrong um, but but it, it you know, and and also, I mean, I don't want to say that this has got anything to do with the Korean production of this, but this part goes on forever. Oh no! <laughs> it really, really just goes on and on, and you know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, it, 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 without wanting to give any spoilers to the people out there, but you know, it is. It just. It could have been done in five minutes, and could have been really, really effective as just going batshit crazy for that sort of time, and then. Yeah. And just drop the mic, but instead it goes on for for you know best part of half an hour. Yeah, that's oh not good. That's not how long is it in general? Is it two hours? It's job? two hours ten. Unheimlich, that's so naturally. I can't. Sorry, I had to slip into German. I was so shocked. Um, um you know, and, wow. and uh, I, I think in terms of you know, if you want to go for mockumentaries, that's and, nuts, man. And 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 you've got something that has actually has some better lines about yeah. what members of the film crew are expendable. Do what we do in the shadows. Don't bother. Well, no doubt, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a you know always going to be a step above. But I mean, because it, it's on Shutter, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. It lands very very soon, so I will see it. But two hours ten. That's no. Yeah. It's already two big black marks against it. If I'm being honest, but at least it's coming, and it's nice that Shutter's picking that up and stuff. So that's cool. But I mean, I see not much else. Netflix. I mean, I mean, Hellbound is coming mid-november from yeah. you know we're, we're all pal from you know train to busan but so we'll catch up on that in the future and chinkai yeah. goes monk comes down the mountain comes down the mountain I'm not sure why that's being added or why anyone's going to want to watch it but it is i think it's, there's, there's a coming. few i mean there are some more korean tv series that are coming onto netflix as well. there are i mean right? I don't, you know it's just um, like like um, at the time of recording within a few days there's at least another one arriving so yeah i mean we'll see if any of these have the kind of um <laughs> that's true yeah kind of tick the boxes that will get more of an audience now yeah uh, that's true um and i do have to cycle back I mean, one we, we didn't mention before actually that alice in borderland uh, which is another ah, yes. which is supposedly very similar to the squid game where, which came you know it's landed a while ago and we mentioned it before but i still haven't watched it so yeah having seen and, and again game, it is an, it is another death game um yeah. in this one it's more unrelenting i mean I, i've only watched the first episode so okay. it starts in a much smaller scale where mm-hmm. these uh, uh, basically these three friends end up in a what seems like an alternative reality where yeah. you know they're in one of the busiest most iconic districts in 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 tokyo and suddenly yeah. there are no people there um and having to do these work out these games and it's all a bit kind of logical kind of you know luckily one of them is a gamer so he's he's really <laughs> sort of right. stuff out so but a, i mean that sounds not, very, not, very gantz you know but. yeah yeah and so and we'll see how it kind of develops from there but yes it is it is I'm a very simple concept and it and it has been out for i mean it has been out 
uh, for quite a long time now. A few, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, quite a few months. But you know, unsurprisingly, it's kind of raising up the the, the Netflix scores <laughs> as people try and check it out, searching yeah. for the next Squid Game. Exactly, or or just so they can watch it and say that's better than the Squid Game. <laughs> but that's it for Netflix. Uh, and Amazon, um, they they've updated the apps even harder to find stuff now. Uh, there is lots and lots of Korean stuff sort of appearing on there. I mean, not really horror, unfortunately, for October, but sci-fi called Fallen, which I, I, I missed when it came out. It seemed online it's variously listed as 2017, 18, 19, or 20. So I don't know. Like Sci-fi writer wakes up in a warehouse and has to face her fears. I okay. don't know if I'm going to check it. But there's some, The Believer, The Witness, Proof of Innocence. Um, the aforementioned... Mm. Operation Chromite with Liam Neeson not acting. He's about as good as he was it's in the Star Wars. Been on there for films. a while, I think, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, this yeah. is the this is the Amazon roulette. It might well have been on there for <laughs> five five or six years. Now. And by time of recording, it's probably, it's probably it might not be on there. Yeah, so that, you should have looked at it five oh. seconds ago. Oh no, what were you doing? Uh, there, there's a a ghost film called Ghost Walk on there versus a female, an indie one like female director, female perspective, which. Actually, sounds pretty interesting. Which uh, mm. I do remember playing festivals. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah, going back a good three years. So I, I haven't yeah. seen that, so I may check yeah. it out. Uh, I might forget about it. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of martial arts stuff, which could well be dubbed or crappy quality. Iron Monkey Two, Once Upon a China Four and Five, and Born to Defense, the strangely titled directory debut from Jet Li from 1986, which I've never seen, and yeah, doesn't sound great, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've got. Oh, you it's, take your it's, it's not a great month. Yeah, it's it, man. <laughs> so sadly, not not really any horror, but maybe with Squid Game so big and everything, we'll see more Asian stuff arrive over the next on, few months yeah. and Christmas coming. Um, don't know what link that might have to, but <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Maybe we'll just see more. But that's all I have for you, man. Don't forget, you can find all of our previous episodes on Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. Yes. But for now, <laughs> cheers. cheers. Here, here's to it.